Welcome back to another episode. I have a very special guest, Dr. Barbara Delator. She is a former client of mine, a Western physician, a podcast host, a speaker, soon to be author, and a change maker. She calls herself a health strategist. What I love about Dr. Barbara Delator is that she combines Western medicine with Eastern medicine, Eastern philosophy, and just bringing them both together. It's a beautiful way that she actually works with her clients and actually teaches audiences like how they should, how other physicians should be approaching medicine so that we can help more people. The point of, of like her mission here is really to empower people to be their third opinion, their inner third opinion. So stick around because there is a wonderful uh, surprise towards the end. And let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Welcome back to another episode of Be In Demand, and I have a very special guest. She is a private client of mine. We worked together for, gosh, a little over a year, and you have just done some amazing, amazing things. But before we get into all of that, why don't you introduce yourself, please? All right. Well, my name is Barbara Delatore, and I'm a, I would describe myself actually as a physician, an artist, a health strategist. And I've been combining my whole journey to do what I'm doing now, which is consulting for people, taking the doctor out of the equation, and being a creative physician. Being a creative physician. That's what healthcare needs a little bit more of. And we've had a lot of conversations about this. Can you just dive a little bit into, because I really want people to get a sense of your background. Well, I, I think the journey, it, it, someone had told me this, <clears throat> I think it was, and maybe it was even just in the last week where it took me that long to, to figure out that, oh yeah, you were made this way. I grew up in different cultures. I'm not, I was born in Argentina. My past, the past generations have come from other countries. So I have that background, multiple languages. I came from a background of visual arts. That was my first career. And my mother was a physician, so I couldn't take the doctor out of the blood. And so I became a physician and it was reluctant because I wanted to be creative. And so I studied Chinese medicine as well as family medicine and a movement-based therapy called Qigong. So putting it all together, Mm. this is who I am today. And as a result of that, I realized that I'm a systems thinker, Mm. which fits, makes it all fit together. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh yes, definitely. Um, I, I love the way that you think and, you know, to learn a little bit more about how Dr. Barbara Delatorre thinks you can definitely go listen to season three of her podcast, uh, which is one that she is quite proud of. And so am I, I'm just, um, oh. I'm loving it. And like, it's, it's only just started, but by the time that this episode actually comes out, the season will probably be finished, but it really is, a piece of work, a piece of art, 
from from you. So let's let's kind of go back to before you started working with me, before you reached out to me. You know, where was your business? Okay, so this is BLA before Lorianne? Before (laughs) BLA. Okay. A very clear distinction. So before before I started working with you, I had actually been through two types of coaching. So you were the third coach that I've worked with and all were great. It, I just make the distinction that at the time I was, I was about to start working with you, I had reached a wall. And that sometimes happens where it's not a failure when you're working with someone and it's time to move on because I was changing. And I thought originally I was going to work one-on-one with individual clients from the very beginning. I was working in corporate medicine and then I took about a year to work on a podcast Actually, I think it was last year I just started the podcast. Now I'm actually yeah. remembering it. And it'd been into just the beginning of season two. And I, my coach that I was working with dropped me like a hot potato. <laughs> so that I have to disclose because that's exactly how I found you. The way I found you was not the way you would think, you know, where no. you marketed and I was on that marketing the end of that marketing. No, it was actually the universe. I'm going to call it the universe because I was working with a coach who was helping me with producing a podcast, like learning how to do that. And I was picking it up so quickly that I was learning to do a lot of stuff on my own. And once, once she realized, and she had mentioned to me, she says, do you need me for anything? (laughs) And I said, well, I do, but I, I, I like the work. I like the production. And so next thing I know, I got an email saying, uh, you're no longer really an ideal client for me. Like it was kind of like a Dear John letter. And there wasn't even a conversation. And I think as a result of not having any time to really think or prepare to transition, that's how I found you. I started searching on something called, um, remind me of this one. Lorianne, it's the podcast where you look up different listen notes, listen notes. Exactly. I was looking at listen notes to look for where I could be a guest on a show since I was producing my podcast and I found yours and unbeknownst to you, I actually only listened to about five minutes of your podcast of one episode. That was it. And then I realized, oh my God, I have to talk to her. It was how you sounded, how you came across and I just thought I'd, I'd take a chance because I was looking for something different. I wanted to do more than just produce a podcast. I wanted to get yeah. out into the world in some way. And I had spoken before, but I saw that you had that that niche that you could help people with speaking, with marketing, with business. And it just seemed like a great combination. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So where would you say your business was? You had a podcast. Um, were there you know, like, were you actively speaking, working with clients? You were, you were sort of like in a, if I remember correctly, like this area of limbo. It was definitely an area of limbo. I had started off the ground with, you know, I hit the ground running with working with a couple of individual clients and then everything stopped because Mm -hmm. I was working on focusing on the podcast and the promotion aspect of the podcast. And that was what my former coach was telling me that she could market and that we could work on this. I was going about it the the wrong way as it turns out. And I learned that from you 
because when I, then I just started to see more people listening and less people engaging and working with me. And I just thought, what is going on? And and I had to do something about that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because you had a business strategy and you had the experience. Yeah. And I, re- and I remember our, our uh, initial conversation. Oh, you do. Like you- oh yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I remember the, the questionnaire, like you just were so thoughtful in your answers and like, I immediately was like, wow, I like this woman has something so special to share with the world and more people need to hear her message. And I do remember, like, I made you an offer and you were like, I just need to think about it. And you went to play golf. You were like, I will tell you, I will email you by <laughs> tomorrow. Right. <laughs> but I think you did like after, yeah, you were going to play um, some golf mm-hmm. and it, true to your word, you were like, yep. Send send me everything. We're let's let's move forward. I think that was the last time I played golf too. <laughs> I'm <not kidding. laughs> because well, you kept me busy. You kept, kept me busy. busy. <laughs> yes. And now now you're getting busier, but I you know. definitely need to. I, I hope that you guys have better weather out there this fall to play some golf. Yeah. Lord knows out here it's uh we've had a lot of rain. So what made you say yes? Do you remember? Because I know it was a while ago. I remember it. Maybe it was, I I do remember keeping my word. That was the one thing I did, which I I tend to do, but I I remember. And I was very impressed with that. That was also like another like, all right, that's a good sign too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the timing, I'm the kind of person that ever since I've, gone more with the flow in life that there mm-hmm. aren't there's no such thing as accidents. I mean you can call them happy accidents, you know, according to some people, but I would say that it was your personality for one, your positive attitude, your approachability, your encouragement, but also you had this container of look, we've got a plan here. This is what we're going to do in the next 6 months. And you really laid it out really well. I remember that because I had two other coaches before and they would lay out plans, but this one definitely just resonated with what I needed at that moment when we started working together. That's what made me say yes. And a lot of times I feel like in the coaching space, you know, a lot of people just wait for like, well, whatever the client brings to the call. And for the most part, like I will do that, but I also let people know, like, if you don't know what you want to work on, like I always have, I've always got a plan because I keep those goals. Like, where are we headed? And I always want to make sure that we are moving in that direction, you know, so that procrastination doesn't get in the way, you know, like sometimes, you know, something hard comes up. So it's like, well, maybe I'll just not mention this hard thing anymore so that we can move in a different direction. And again, like, I just like, I, I try to keep eyes on the target. And I, I remember also I went, I, I shared with you everything, but not everything at the time I started working with you. I shared with you that I had a recent, you know, drop in coaching and needed to fill in that void, but also just how I wasn't feeling great at the time. And I think that was, I just couldn't communicate that because I wanted to just, you know, say, let's just work on the coaching. But there was so much involved in that moment that I just Mm -hmm. knew 
I was either going to move forward to work with you or I was going to stop. Ready to get positioned as the expert, attract perfect clients, and monetize your authority? Well, speaking is the fastest way to grow your business while building know, like, and trust. Having a speech will attract the perfect clients to you and get you rebooked again and again. So if you're ready to craft a speech that is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting, then get on the waitlist for in-demand signature speech where you'll learn my step-by-step process to build a speech that gets your audience's attention, explains why you're the expert to keep listening to, share immense value while subconsciously addressing the objections your audience is thinking and feeling so that when you share the next step, it's a no-brainer for them to say yes. Let's get your presentation ready for you to deliver with confidence. Stop wasting time, energy, and money building a business the hard way. Join the waitlist for in-demand signature speech at speakandstandout.com forward slash SS. There was just, there was no choice. I always wanted to move forward. So yeah. There was no other way was either keep going and find someone who has more clarity of what I want to do because there's different coaching. There's different kinds of coaching. I mean, you say the word coach, I mean, right. Yes. yes. It's ubiquitous and it's overused and it's loaded term. You're doing more than coaching. You've got, you bring that skill that's authentic, but you also have this experience that I, I knew just from listening to the podcast, reading your website, but just talking to you, you had the experience. That was important to me that someone could walk the walk and and guide me in that way. Cause it, and you could steer me in that way. And I was actually more impressed with the second six months. So the- <laughs> really say more yes. about oh, that. Yeah. And, and, and I also consider myself to be like, I call myself like a coach consultant because I I think as I had shared with you at one point, you know, you're going to ask me a question like coaching is asking questions so that the client can come up with the answer for themselves. But there's stuff like you'll come to me and say, well, what do I ask in a pre-event meeting? Well, I'm not going to ask you questions. I'm just going to like, this is where the consultant in me or the strategist comes out. And like, I just want to tell you what the answer is because that's why you hired me. Yeah, and there's only 30 yeah. minutes before the talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, right. You know, Boxer this, you know, that messaging app. I love that one, by the way. But it, it the second six months was building, it's exactly the and you you fulfilled your promise. You said, work with me another six months because I wasn't sure if I could afford to work with you. That's a big objection that people have, and it's a it's a valid one. But I was investing in myself at the same time. I had also shared with you, I finally shared with you why I was so hesitant because I felt like I was burned the last time. Right. And I needed this to really stick. I was running out of time. I had saved money to build this business, going from a very stable career to suddenly just, I mean, completely taking a 360 in my career. Mm-hmm. And I remember that you said, this is what we're going to work on. It's not the same as the last six months. That was important to me because I was different. I had learned and to just repeat, press repeat wasn't enough for me. So you did more and you did exactly what we talked about, which was the marketing piece. 
yeah, actually and you starting do. to make money. That was actually really important to me. Yes. Well, it should be. You're in business. <laughs> And you're, and you're doing really, really well now. And it's almost like you found your place and you were like, this is what I was meant to be doing. And we can, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. Um, actually, well, yeah, just share with people like what you're doing now. I am, instead of being a typical doctor, which I've had over 20 years of experience doing this in mm-hmm. both Chinese medicine and Western medicine, instead of just bringing someone in a room or telling people, you know, counseling people as a physician or consulting with them, I wanted to take the doctor out of the equation. And I wanted people to tap into their own inner doctor. And really the state of the way the healthcare system is, is what led to this. For years yeah. I've been watching and second generation, my mother was a physician too. For generations I've been watching that we are losing our a grip mm-hmm. on good health care. We've not yes. had it for many years. It's getting worse. COVID didn't cause it. Uh, and you can take that out because I know you can't put COVID in there. <laughs> Maybe. <We'll> go beep. <laughs> beep. Well, let's just say this. I'll reframe. We know that healthcare has not worked for a long time. And sometimes when the healthcare system gets taxed, like when a lot of people are getting sick at the same time, say in the last three years, it's just revealing the flaws that were already there. The cracks in the wall were there. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And and I really believe firmly as someone who's been in the system for many years and tried even in leadership to change the system, that you cannot change the system without changing the fundamental, the lowest of the higher, the the lowest hierarchy in the whole system. It's built on many, right? So if you think of individuals as the lowest level, mm-hmm. every system, in order to be really great, has to serve the lowest level. If it doesn't serve the lowest level, it's not a good system. And this this, this is your systems <laughs> coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. I can't help. Yeah. It. Yeah. And what I mean by the system, just for for your audience, what a, a complex system can be a person, a tree, a organization, a government, a hospital. But mm-hmm. the, what makes a system is you have these elements and then they interact with each other and they achieve a goal or something. That's all it is. And if you don't have a system serving the lowest level, like let's say our body's not serving our organs in the right way, we're not treating our organs well, we're not going to be well. If we don't serve people in the best way by teaching them to be the best they can be and their own doctors, we're not doing good healthcare. So then that's, yeah. And, and I guess what, what I want to make sure that people understand is like, you go to your doctor and they have hundreds of patients. So they probably see in a week. And that's very different from what you're doing because you only work with one or two people at a time at per a month. Time or, or a small, yeah, one to two people a month individually. Mm-hmm. And I offer different services for that. But I also teach, occasionally we'll teach classes. I give professional speeches. Thanks to you. I'm doing yes. better at negotiating at that. And it it's just 
such a different experience to have lots more time to work with someone to lay everything on the table that has to do with their health. And it's not just lab tests. It's not just, you know, an x-ray or a report or a diagnosis. It's who they are. It's where they come from, what foods they eat, the people they're around. It's everything because we can't, you can't separate from your environment. But I don't get that chance as a physician in a hospital to do that. And these poor guys, these guys and gals, these people, these doctors are not able to do what they really want to do. And most people go into medicine because they want to help people. I'm serious. It's not a cliche. It's the real deal. By the time they get out of their medical training, they're already burned out. Yeah. They I mean, from my time, you know, in med- in healthcare, I, I agree. They go into medicine because they want to be caretakers and they want to help heal people. And then they, yeah, you're right. Like they get burnt out. Then they realize, oh, it's not me who stay. It's insurance companies. It's all this red tape. That's, and unfortunately, and that's what you're trying to teach people is like, listen to your intuition, listen to your body. Listen to your body. And what's, I even wrote this. Can I share what I wrote in my show notes for today's? Yes. Yes. Okay, which will not be today by the time this airs, but in in season three, episode two, I'm going to read, it's a passage from an ancient classic in Chinese medicine, where they talked about ancient physicians were talking about people back then. So in their time, it was way back then. (laughs) So if they said that they understood the principle, people understood the principle of balance as represented by transformation of the energetics of the universe or nature. So they did exercises, they would eat a balanced diet, they would wake up and go to bed at regular hours, they would avoid overstressing their bodies and minds, and they would refrain from overindulgence. And I'm going to tell you, like, who does that? Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody does that. And and because we're not paying attention to the thing, the elephant in the room, which is you, if you don't take care of you, no one else will do as good of a job. Nobody. 100%. 100%. We can't be relying on other people. It's nobody's job to take care of me except me. No, you should never be a burden on anyone, period. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. And it's very difficult for, for, for people to even say that. Doctors are afraid of saying that for fear of being reprimanded because our system is in the in, in in a setting where it's supposed to be passive aggressive and we're supposed to serve you up something so that we can keep serving you up and keep making money serving you this. Yes. Well, there's not enough doctors to do that. And I, as an artist and a physician, I think there's always another way to do it. And as a systems thinker, you can step outside the little convenient box we have. And this is why I stepped into this business of consulting but also creating. So it doesn't stop. You know, I can still be an artist doing this. Oh, and that's let's talk about, yeah, yeah, let's definitely yeah. talk about you being the artist. Again, somebody who came from healthcare and I have attended many conferences, grand rounds, you know, because I had to maintain my own credits um, for my own license. And as a speaker, I was just like, when I start, we started working together and you would like, show me your present. This is what I have so far. I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> like, you're, you're not a doctor. You, 
do you remember when you told me you said you're funny you're actually funny I, mean, I was just yes. I couldn't believe it. I was like wait a minute I I guess I I remember you were you had something in your uh, it's your signature in demand speech course mm -hmm. where you talk about humor but we yes. hadn't gone over that yet and so then when I shared with you that I you know for example I wanted to do a detective case, cold case file yes and this was about a medical doctor in history. It was a history lecture. And I was just saying, we're going to be true detectives here. And we're going to do this. And so you liked it, which was great. You know, <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. You know, you are deaf. You definitely can see the artist in you and like how you bring your creativity into a presentation. I remember, yeah, that first presentation that we were putting together, the history one, I was just like, you know, and when you think about like, you're going to talk about medical history i mean let's just i mean like you know it's it, that can be a dry topic but you make it you sprinkle it with so much humor and also it's just like it's so interesting like you just have a theme to it like the detective and i was just like who would like this is not the like you are going to blow the socks off all of the doctors that are in the audience because this is not, you're not your regular medical speaker. Isn't that a relief? <laughs> it is. Well, <laughs> yes, because then people pay attention, you know, because you just, yeah, you maintained their attention. And yes, I think that funny was about um, the chicken dinner. But I, I mean, that, that was the oh one thing gosh. that I heard it. I, I mean, I heard it so many times as you were practicing and you sent me, you know, like, here's the video from me from, you know, like the presentation, because I'll review that and watch it. And every time you brought up that chicken joke, I still laughed. Yeah. you Even though I, I knew it was there <laughs> every single time, even now. <laughs> yes. Because you are just a breath of fresh air and one of the things that I believe with speaking is that it, you have to have your personality in there. Like your people in your audience should be able to, like, if you gave them a quiz, like list three things about the speaker that they should be able to like figure that like humor, creativity, you know, and you know, you're passionate about people leaving with information and using that information, you not just great. getting a CME. That's right. And and I think, well, one of the things I love about working with you is that you were able to help me bring that back out because mm -hmm. that's something that got squashed. I mean, really crushed working in the healthcare system. It's not okay to be a creative person. It's not okay to be different. And I'm talking about the status quo. So part of our work together, honestly, was it was in crafting a good speech and you've, you've got skills. I got to say, you've got really good skills. Thank you. <laughs> you should do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> but you really gave me my voice back. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm was speaking before and a lot of people who start to work with you have various levels of speaking before they work with you. Mm -hmm. you you're doing that's where that nuance is that art is that you do where you were finding out what was holding me back from being the best speaker I could be and and think that's part of what we worked on mm. and just the, that just I think with the context you know yeah that, that just makes my heart sing because everybody does have everybody has a story whether they realize it or not and everybody has a voice 
And to hear you say, you know, like you were like during our work together, it brought more of your voice out that had probably been, you know, quieted down, you know, silenced while you were in healthcare and you just have come out and just, I'm, I've, I can't sit quiet about this anymore. And you're just helping like, you know, like you're by, by working with like a couple of clients at a time, because you know, for anybody who's listening to this, you know, you probably think like, really, only a couple of people. She puts so much work into what she does. <laughs> yes, a lot, a lot. Um, I'm all, I'm all in. Like that's, it. I mean, I, I actually just started. You, you'd be proud of me. Just yesterday, we talked about this, where you said, "Good for you to kind of offer some other tier services." So I just am about to have a contract signed where. A client's going to work with me on a lower tier service, but still one-on-one, not that all in, but Mm -hmm. showing up, you know, and working from meeting to meeting more like coaching, but something where it fits and resonates with her. But what you're talking about the one to two, man, it's, it's all in. I get a lot of information from people and I have to assimilate all of that, put it all together where it's meaningful. I don't want to do a bad job. No. No. And you can tell because you've been doing this for a few months now and like your clients are referring other people. I mean, it's going to, this is the way that you wanted to grow your business was by word of mouth and you can see it. I mean, it's going to, it's not going to be long that you're going to have a waiting list. People that are going to be willing to wait, you know, three to four to five months just so that they can work with you because of the results that they're going to see other people having. Which, by the way, <laughs> little plug for her podcast. Um, yet, yeah, definitely listen to season three, and you, you'll be able to experience what it's like to be basically a fly on the wall. You know, watching her work and just or hearing it. You can either you can can you watch your your podcast? I'm actually going to make that available on on my YouTube channel, which is Third okay. Opinion MD. Instagram is Third Opinion MD the website is thirdopinionmd.org. I mean, it's pretty easy to remember once you get the hang of one of them. (laughs) Yes. And all of that's going to be in our show notes so that people can definitely click on and go listen to this particular season and definitely follow you and learn a little more information. But was there any, like, is there any, like, this was the best part of working together? Oh, that's tough. That's like you ask me, what's my favorite movie? Which, which I've asked, which you've already asked. Yeah. yeah. At some point that I've, I think the best part, there is no best part. It, the best part is being able to work with you, period. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, it's because you do this or that you show up where I'm at. You're meeting me where I'm at. I've noticed that. And I, when I was working on sort of reflecting on how we work together in this first six months and the second six months, it's just been growing. It's like a a really growing collaboration and I don't, and the adaptability I think is the other thing because I was running into as it happens with any entrepreneur, though it doesn't feel like it when you're the entrepreneur, you think everyone else is successful. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, imposter syndrome, which you have to tamp down every once in a while, like daily. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you, it's getting better. For me, it's getting better and faster to be able to do that. And I don't even have some days with that anymore. That's a big change. But I just remember, you know, if something didn't work, 
and then I would try something else. You were right there. That's my favorite part. I think it's the ability to be there where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Thank but you. Just working that. with you is delightful. Yeah. And I know that you mentioned earlier about the Voxer. Did you enjoy, you know, and Voxer I use, you know, for anybody who's listening, um, just a point of communication in between our sessions. Yeah, that was totally fun. I one I one of the reasons why I liked it, and I actually use it with my clients now, is that it could be a separate messaging app where I'm not distracted by everybody else messaging me. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I use Voxer for is business. That's it. Yeah. And and because and also you can leave walkie-talkie messages even with a free account. It just does you just don't keep your messages for more than I think 30 days. Yeah, something like that. I got a pro account because I gotta hear you again sometimes. I have to hear you. Sometimes you have a lot of good advice in one one audio walkie-talkie recording. And yes. once I hear that. So yeah, I have a pro account. I have no regrets. I love it. And that way I can go back take notes. It's like the best, I think, what, $20 or something. I can't remember if it's 20 or $40. I don't remember, but I think it's such a great investment. And I do, I I want clients to have access to me. If you're one of my private clients, you should be able to like, you don't have to send an email and get lost in the emails inbox. It's like, come directly to me. And I love the being able to talk because you got to practice some of your so the different parts of your presentation. I got to practice my presentation. I got to leave you messages of like serious self-doubt. I got to, you know, share wins that I had and and celebrations. I got to recall a message and say, I can't talk yet, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's just the neat thing about Voxer is that it it's versatile and it feels more connected yes. than a typical message. So I really appreciate that. That was that was yeah. a cool feature to work with. Good. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. And what if somebody like asked you like, Hey, what do you think about working with Lori? And like, what's that little piece of advice that you would say to them? Start packing your stuff. Cause you're going to get going. I mean, <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> you have a lot of energy. And once they find out you were, may I, may I share once they find out you were a fitness instructor, I'm like, you better pack your bags. Like this is, it's going to be a ride and a good one. This investment that's the thing. It, it's important that people invest in themselves. And mm. I consider working with you 100% doing that. Wonderful. Thank you. It has been such a joy actually working with you. I've just seen you just blossom. You know, you show up with so much more confidence now than just like you said, like that first six months that we worked together. Oh. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it was just like, hey, I got the speech. I got, you know, I want to sk- speak more. And you just, I feel like from our first six months through our second six months, you just, you found your calling. Like you just found like, this is how I want to serve people, you know, more classes, more programs, more speaking. And now you know how to craft an unbelievable speech and I, negotiate. I not have to reinvent it every time. That was the other thing. Mm. You're, I will never forget. Repurpose. What are you doing? Repurpose. As it makes so much sense to me that <clears throat> actually today, uh, the show notes that I made is going to turn into a blog. So I'm already repurposing Good. today and we'll send that out. And so that's going to be another, yeah. 
Yeah, you just have to keep repurposing. It's yeah. not just your speech, you know, little snippets of your podcast, you know, like you get to sh- mm-hmm. you get to just repurpose because you know, here's just my belief is that people consume information in all different ways. And so to be able to just not expect people to go to your podcast, which by the way is a not, is a beautiful form of speaking, not just go to your podcast, you know, but now you've got like the show notes that you're using, you can use as an email or an Instagram post or over on LinkedIn, just, or even a blog, as you said, it's, that's fantastic. That makes me so happy. And the other thing I want to share, if I may, with working with you, my podcast style, not my style, but how I podcast, my intent with podcasting has changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was to draw business and to share with the world and to offer a free tiered service. That was always my intent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing I was missing was marketing, like real marketing. You know, the idea that it, the content of the podcast does not have to, like, for example, what I'm doing with season three, it's all thanks to you because I would have never dreamed of pulling the curtain back or in, just working with clients in general and talking about it because it felt before working with you, it felt too selfish. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. It felt too selfish because as an artist and as a physician, there's almost like uh, two people that may not get along. And mm-hmm. this was a way to have them work both together. That the artist in me and the physician in me could both have a podcast that's artful, but also a good marketing tool and also a gift for yeah. people to listen to. So it's not necessarily, if if no one hires me from listening to that, I, that's okay. I'm drawing the people that want to work with me. It's mm-hmm. not about sale. It's about, let me just show you what I'm doing. Yes. And you were able to help me with that. Before <clears throat> it was, <laughs> I would just say, you know, if you want to leave a review, that'd be really nice. You know, it was... It, <laughs> It's not even, it's so far from that now. Now I've got a newsletter. I've got, you know, I, I'm really, really telling people more than once and emailing them and telling them, leave a review. This helps me. I produce and edit and do all of it. I don't have anybody doing any of this right now. And I have no shame in that. And I think there shouldn't have been shame in there in the first place. So you've taught me that. Mm-hmm. You love doing it. It's part of it. It just taps into your creativity. And when you, you know, and when anybody listens to your podcast, I mean, they're just like, keep in mind, she did all the editing. I mean, it is so beautifully done. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm also going to share down below in the show notes, um, a link so you can even see the testimony, the beautiful testimonial video that she created for me that, when I saw it, which you showed um, in the beginning of one of our sessions together, I was blushing. <laughs> but again, it would so you. It's just yeah, to the listeners. She had no idea. She had no idea. <laughs> no. I was. I. She thought I was making a video that that was just about like I don't know something promoting my own you know speech yeah. that I made in the past. No, I so said I just have this little video I want to show you and yeah. kind of see. And you'd been pushing me to, you know, just like, hey, will you just tell me, you know, how am I doing or what, you know, share like testimonial. She thought I was going to give her like a little written blurb. (laughs) Yeah. Written blurb or even just 
five minutes of talking. Yeah. Oh no. It's oh no. <laughs> this was a production. Yes. So I'll definitely make sure that people see that also because it's a beautiful piece of art. Thank you. Literally and art. And it's sincere. Thank, yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with my audience, you know, the experience of working together. It has been just such a pleasure to work with you and to see the the beautiful work that you're doing with patients now. And you're going to be speaking and entertaining audiences for years to come. And just one more time, if you would just share with my listeners uh, where they can find you. You can find all of my work on my website at thirdopinionmd.org, Instagram, thirdopinionmd, and the podcast is thirdopinionmd podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. Until next week, everyone, just go be in demand. Are you ready to leverage speaking as your best form of marketing? There are over 7,500 events looking for speakers every single day. Speaking positions you as the expert in the room, but you probably don't know where to start. So I created this great resource called the Directory of Places to Speak. This resource will help you get started today. So head on over to speakandstandout.com forward slash directory to grab your free copy now. Don't miss this opportunity to be the expert speaking to audiences filled with your ideal clients.